0: Beautiful people, I love. Hope you guys are having an incredible, incredible day. I'm having a really good day. It is a busy day. Um, Well, things are picking up for me, right? So there's just a lot more to do. I'm with it, though. I'm with it. I'm willing to pay the price for the things that I want. So, over this past weekend, I went to a mastermind for my coaching group. The introvert in me was just fighting it tooth and nail, like, oh, i don't want to do I don't want to be bothered. This, this is any time I go around a group of people, right?" And so when I got there, they was playing some hood music, so I'm bouncing through, and I was like, "Oh, okay, it was a, it was actually really, really phenomenal. I knew that there would be incredible value that's That's just the introvert in me that that just resists so even when you feel resistance to yourself and something, if you just move through it, a lot of times you'd be surprised by what's on the other side. A lot of the mastermind was around mindset. And while they talked about a lot of the same principles that I teach other people, it's always just a beautiful thing when you can sit and be a receiver, right? And you can, and you can just receive when you give so much out to other people. So I was I was really, really grateful for that. Um, a lot of what they were talking about, they were talking about your inner game and your inner messaging and how silence can be so detrimental when you have not created an environment within yourself that is going to set you up for success or assist you in succeeding at whatever it is that you desire to do. So it's a lot of what I heard just put in the in a different way. So your inner game is going to be so, so, so important. And so what happens is a lot of us, we go it alone. I'm a loner. I'm alone a lot. I resist a lot of outside people's thinking and thoughts because I'm very protective about the environment of my mind and of my subconscious mind. However, there are people that I coach with, that I consult with, that I allow access to my mind so that I can keep moving forward, right? And the reason why that is important is because, as I always tell y'all, your best thinking has gotten you wherever you are. So even if you're brilliant, even if you know a lot, knowledge is not power. Knowledge is potential power. Knowledge is only power to the extent that you find a use for it, and it is Directed in some aim. So learning, reading, absorbing information is just gonna make you know more. It's not necessarily gonna make you any move you further along, right? So, you know, I'm still in um thinking grow rich, and this chapter that I'm reading now is on auto suggestion, but because I talked about auto suggestion already. I felt like, okay, let me add the next chapter to it as well, which is talking about the Mastermind Alliance. And I was like, huh, how fitting that I was in the Mastermind this weekend. So let me tell y'all the power of having collective thought and having the collective power of minds that are greater than yours. So I asked a question, right? And my stomach was bubbling to, to ask this question. And so I asked my question and they got to my question. Now this question, let let me back up for a second. If we go back to the first parts of thinking we're rich, where it's talking about your desire and making your statement about, I will have this particular thing or a particular amount of money by this particular time. And this is what I plan to do for it, right? And you begin putting the plan in place, whether or not you know it in its fullness. So that's what I started to do. And I also started to rehearse Day and night, my plan, saying it out loud and also recording I am affirmations or declarations like this is this is what's happening. This is the direction that we're going in. So what I was feeling, though, was this disconnect between the way that my coaches suggested that I get there And what it is that I do best. So whenever you feel resistance or a disconnect, it could simply, it could be, your resistance could be an indicator of, okay, you're being asked to do something that is uncomfortable. And it doesn't mean that you don't do it, right? You're being asked to do something that is uncomfortable. And sometimes as you move through the discomfort, you find, you know, you learn, you grow, you expand. Sometimes the discomfort or the resistance is because it just doesn't feel quite right. And it takes discernment to know the difference. For me, it wasn't because they were asking me to do something that made me uncomfortable, right? Group coaching makes me uncomfortable in and of itself because I'm an introvert and I would prefer not to have groups, right? So I committed to group coaching, so that wasn't it. But something about it just didn't feel Right, right. So I asked the question, man, do y'all know that they made this thing so simple for me that a third grader could figure could could do it. And I was standing there like, wait, what? I I was like, could you say it again? Because I had to process the information, but also the simplicity of the information that they gave to me. It was so freaking simple and I could not figure it out. When you commit to going in a certain direction, when you make the decision, the resources, whether those are in people, ideas, however, they will make their way to you because those things are useful in you moving forward, right? So they made it so simple for me that I was like, you've gotta be kidding me. Not only that, when I left out to go to a break, like four other people came to me and they were like, wait, so you do what? And I was telling them, oh, well, you know, I coach minority women in law. And I helped them grow from six to seven figures. And then one guy was like, well, how long have you been practicing law? I said, I didn't say that I practice law. I'm not a lawyer. I'm a coach. He was like, you're not even a lawyer. And I said, no. And then the other one was like, OK, well, what's your coaching platform and what's your curriculum? And I said, I don't have that. I said, you know how the chef is in the kitchen and they customize and tailor a meal and they don't have all of the ingredients, they can just do it? I said, it's innate for me and I can concoct solutions and strategies just from just having a conversation. So they're looking at me like, wait, what? You don't even have a platform like Teachable or this or that? And I was like, no, I I didn't create that. So then... They started telling me again, like reiterating what the coaches were saying. Here's how you do it again. So (laughs) y'all know, I was like, and I was just like, this is just blowing me away. The simplicity of this. So a piece that I felt that I was missing, I went to the mastermind and I got it. So this part in thinking grow rich is speaking about the power of auto-suggestion and how your subconscious mind needs to hear things repetitively to then go and try and carry it out. So I have been repeating the vision that I have, the desire that I, that I have. I am going to do this by then. This is how I'm going to do it. I did not know all of the how, just the parts of the how that I did know. I start putting those things in place. And then you see, here is another part that was added to me, but Thinking Girl Rich is talking about the power of the Mastermind Alliance that I don't think a lot of us take advantage of. You need more than just your own thoughts. That I do know, right? You need more than just your own thoughts because. Your thoughts, you are familiar with you. You are so familiar with who you are. You're so familiar with your greatness. And there are both opportunities and obstacles that you lack the ability to see. So having an objective and impartial and unbiased set of lenses outside of yourself is so crucial for you to be successful. So a mastermind can be created with one other person. You don't have to have a group, but the more people that there are in your group, the more the power is of collective thought. I'm not a fan of huge, huge groups because of groupthink, right? And I feel like when, this is just my personal opinion. I feel like when groups are small enough, there's more intimacy, there's more connection, there's more accountability. Self-accountability, meaning I'm personally, i a coach. I don't believe that I can hold anybody accountable. I know that it's coaching language, but I just find it to be BS. I don't believe that you can hold another adult accountable to do anything that they haven't decided to do. I create a space where people are choosing and committing to be accountable to themselves. They're not accountable to me. People can lie to me about anything. Do I know that they're lying? Of course I do. But If I was really able to hold people accountable, then they would do every single thing that they committed to do on our meetings. They don't always do that, right? So accountability is a discipline within yourself. However, when there are more than just you, when there is more than just you in a group, sometimes that self-accountability kicks in because of ego, because of whatever, because you don't want to be the person who shows up not having done the thing that you said you were going to do. So masterminds create collective thought, and then they also can supply the pieces that you feel like you are missing. So something that had me stumped, it was so readily available in somebody else's mind, and it was just like, This is so simple, like, and I'm like, it's so simple, but I didn't see it because I needed their minds to help me. Right. And so then when I'm talking to these other people, the stuff that's got them stumped in their businesses, I was just like, oh, this is easy. Well, have you thought about this, this, this or that? And they're like, man, I never would have thought about that. You see the power of that? You not only receive value, but you have so much value to add because you can see things. Um, you, How can I put it? They say when you're a frame, you can't see the whole picture. So you're not in another person's frame. So you are oftentimes giving advice, giving counsel, giving wisdom, giving insight, giving knowledge, giving strategy. And you hear yourself giving it. And it's also sometimes something you need to hear for yourself. So a lot of times the advice that you're giving is what it is that you need to hear. And so it's like notes to self. However you get it done, you get it done. I can remember last year when um, I held a retreat for my clients. We were at a beautiful space in Georgia, right over the water, this beautiful house. Because again, I like intimacy and I like connection. So when... I had them work, I can't remember exactly what they were working on, but I just kicked back. I facilitated a conversation, but I allowed them to engage. And guess what happened? They started to encourage and empower and uplift and coach one another. But the things, a lot of the things that I had shared with them on our coaching calls individually, they started to share that wisdom and that insight with the other people. And I was like, they do listen to me. It is getting down in there because they so readily shared those things with the other people that were involved. That's the power of a mastermind. And that's the part of a group of people, right? So I have, I'm currently a part of one mastermind. I just started another mastermind. And and now... I'm moving my clients to group coaching for that very reason. My existing clients are like, "Uh uh-uh, I ain't going. But I'm saying, like, anybody that is going to work with me moving forward, they will be part of small and intimate groups so that their success can be accelerated, so that they can leverage the wisdom, the expertise, even the challenges of other people. They can contribute and they can also receive but it will be small and intimate enough so that it's still customized and tailored, right? I'm just like, listen, if you think it from him, from um, Think and Grow Rich, Henry Ford, all of the the, the OG um, car people, Chrysler, like all of those people, they had masterminds. But get this, Henry Ford was in a mastermind with his wife. He and his wife were in a mastermind bit because listen look she she look ladies sometimes you don't understand your power right so you see who this man is you see who he can be get in a mastermind with the man and help him become who it is that he can be right but now we're in this age it's like look if he ain't there already, I ain't trying to, I'm not about to. Well, guess what? That woman masterminded with Henry Ford and look what he created, okay? So that's that's just something. Anyway, a mastermind can be created with one other person. You meet with a certain frequency, whether that is weekly, monthly, bi-weekly, quarterly, whatever it is, it's just the power of collective brilliance in one place. Think about it. If you are in a group with 11 other people, there's a group of 12. I say 12 because, you know, Jesus had 12 disciples, so they say, right? If you're in a group with 12 people, then you've got 11 other minds that are committed to you, helping you think through your most challenging things in your business or in your life or whatever the point of the mastermind is. And my introvert self I am the most resistant to groups in in anything that involves lots of people, and I'm all in it, right? So think about that. Who can you mastermind with? Even the Bible says we're two or or three. Man, I've been around so many Southern people. I was about to say we're two or three. Y'all know like Southern people say are for or. Anyway, I digress. We're two or three are gathered in my name. I am in the midst So more than just yourself, two is better than one, right? So let's just think about this, right? If we had a mastermind and I'm the coach in the mastermind, you know money and finances. And so, you know, all things number, okay, numbers, you know, tax code and you know, things around investment. Okay, okay, you know legalities. All right, you know marketing. Okay, you know sales. Like, I'm just saying, for example, what is there that we cannot accomplish leveraging one another's expertise and one another's knowledge? What is there that we cannot accomplish with people who are committed to other people's success just as much as they are to their own? But what has happened is we have become individualists. And in becoming individualists, we have lost sight of connecting with other people. Now, listen, let me tell y'all what I'm not saying. This this might sound like a contradiction because it's not. Let me say this for a second. This is what I believe. I believe that if you are going to have a coach or if you are going to have a, a group of people that you're committing to, then... It makes sense to disassociate yourself for a time from other outside sources and influences because you know what's going to happen. You are going to get confused. So for example, one coach says, hey, if you want to be successful, you need to be posting three to five times a day on Instagram every single day. Another coach says, hey, you can build multi six-figure business and you don't have to post on instagram because you can do it through referral relationships right that's what i did another coach says you know what you need to be cold calling and reaching out to people directly another coach says no you need to create funnels then another coach says listen You need to market like you. So if relationships is your thing, do that. If TikTok is your thing, do that. If Facebook is your thing, do that. But I really think you should do LinkedIn. And so here's what typically happens. You're subscribed to all of these lists. You get in everybody's funnel. And so you give them your email. And so now they're also nurturing you and sending you emails. And you're getting information across the board and you know what you are? Confused. And you know what confused people typically do? Nothing, nothing, right? So you having so many sources and being connected to so many things is not necessarily working in your favor. However, If you will commit to the people, to the person, to the group, to the frame of thought, and you follow that through to success, how much further along would you be? I can remember my coach, somebody that I used to coach with last year. Was it last year or 20? might have been 2021. She said, Letitia, she said, can you focus on just one thing for the next six months? And I was like. What? Why would I do that when I can do this and I can do that? Because you can have seven income streams and they could um, you can have little little trickles. Or you can create one income stream and it's flowing and it's flowing abundantly and you have wave upon crashing wave of abundance. And then you figure out, okay how do I replicate this in something else? How do I do this in another way so that you're not spread and you're not scattered like really, really thin? And I did that. I did what she said. And guess what? My business blew well, I don't want to say blew up as in it, it exploded in a good way, right? Because I took that advice. So plug into where you need to be plugged into. What feels resonant for you? Who feels resonant for you with you? Let their values, their thought process. Let me tell you something for me personally. It's not just getting people to results because I can see a lot of coaches or a lot of different people with receipts. What what do they stand for? Like, what, what what are their values? Like, that's important to me, who I'm associated with. So if you don't find that you can create a mastermind alliance, you can create a mastermind around anything that you do, whatever it is that you do, whatever it is that you're looking to do, you can create a mastermind and just invite other minds to be a part of that. Again, it doesn't have to be a big group. It could be you and it could be one other person. I have a mastermind with five people. I also have a mastermind with one other person, right? So it's it's not the the quantity of people. It's the quality of the relationships. It's the commitment. It's the caliber of the people that are around you. People, um, like I just read in Think and Grow Rich, he said, I'm probably going to paraphrase I'm going to paraphrase this cuz I'm going to mess it up and he said basically if you have a person around you that will not accept like their current state or condition in life that is the person that you want around you because that person will be constantly making progress laser focused on like moving laser focused on moving through to you you know whatever it is is going to help them grow. If you have people that are around you that are complacent, you can love them as much as you possibly can. But why link up with people that are complacent? Because there there's really iron sharpens iron, you're going to be the only person that's sharpening, right? But there's no there's no symbiotic relationship. There's there's no mutual benefit there. So this is just something to consider. Whose mind can you leverage in conjunction with yours so that you can accelerate your progress, so that you can get there and you, you maintain the momentum, you maintain the commitment, you maintain the discipline, like you maintain that which is necessary and you call people You call people out, if you will, or you invite people higher. Hey, this doesn't feel like your best to me. Hey, like, what are you doing? It's a place of truth. It's a place of transparency. It's a place where we have organized thought towards a common goal. Even if our goals are for our individual businesses, lives, marriages, whatever it is, right? There's commitment there. Otherwise, the reason why I don't like large groups is because what I found in large groups is that information is coming from the top and there's not really a lot of help to help you implement it or to see if you've implemented it, right? You get the information and then what you do with it is on you. I really want to see people execute. Right, I really want to see people execute and I want groups that are small enough so people can't hide in the groups. right? Because people's biggest fear is being seen, but it's also a lot of times their biggest desire to feel felt, to feel understood, to feel like somebody sees them, somebody cares, somebody is invested in their success. You can create that with a mastermind. You can create that with a mastermind group. So that's what... Grandpa Hill said, oh, he ain't my grandpa. Uh, my daughter used to call him Grandpa Hill said and thinking grow Rich when she <laughs> when I would ask her about certain principles, she's like, oh, I got that from Grandpa Hill. um <laughs> so that's what Papa Hill said and thinking grow rich. and listen, these principles, they're not rocket science. most things that we need to be successful are not rocket science. they're just they just require a decision. and when you make a decision, you die to the other options. A decision means that there's no other options. You die to this so this can live. What are you willing to die to in your business, in your life, so something else can live, right? What are you willing to die to so something else can live? And then who are you willing to mastermind with and create an environment with so that you can do this in conjunction with someone else or with a group of someone else, so everybody is invested in everybody else's success. The, the one thing that you have to watch in The Mastermind or in that kind of a thing is you have to watch envy And jealousy. And while those things may creep up from time to time, you have to watch envy, jealousy, comparison, comparison, despairs when you're comparing your worst to somebody else's best. And so you have to manage your own inner game, your own inner issues, right? Because they can really put a damper on the mastermind. Listen, you are in a lane called yours. You are in a lane called getting better each and every day, you know, leveraging the resources of other people. So, when you are in a lane called yours, there should be no competition there except the the version of you that life is inviting you to become. That is your competition. So, we don't have to look to the left or to the right at what this person is doing and how this person is doing it because that's their path, and that's their process, and that has nothing to do with you, right? So we can learn from people, we can leverage people, but we don't have to envy people when we have our own untapped potential and our own untapped greatness within us. So who are you going to mastermind with? What mastermind can you join? What mastermind can you create? Remember, it only takes one person, two two people are better than one person, right? It only takes one person. So whether you get one, whether you get five, that matters not. But then in addition to that, remember, you are using the power of auto-suggestion. And so you are rehearsing your desire day and night. You are sending messages to yourself so that you are planting the seeds of what you desire in your subconscious mind. Lastly, what I will say about masterminds is just like I told y'all that they helped me see something and it was so simple. By, By allowing that, it stopped me from over processing because over processing and over complicating is a mindset in and of itself because you know what it does, it makes something so tedious, so difficult, so big that you let yourself off the hook without having to do it, without getting it done. So masterminds will allow you to see your own BS. It will allow other people to see it and you can move through it if that's what you'd actually like to do. If not, you can go it alone. and. I mean, hey, what's that getting you? Either way, I love each and every one of you. Have a beautiful, beautiful rest of your day.